This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Best Bets for Pets. I'm your show host, Michelle Fern, and today it's really all about the birds. This is going to be a really interesting show because we don't have a lot of shows about birds, and it's going to be fascinating. Stay seated, don't move, and I'll be right back with my very exciting guest. We'll be right back. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite for life. Pick up two tubes of Doggo Suds. Get the third tube free. Peppermint, tea tree, lavender, Doggo Sud shampoo. Made with all-natural coconut, jojoba, aloe. Great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats. But no itchy, harsh chemicals. Lather up, rinse away. Try Doggo Suds. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I would like to introduce Leslie Moran. She's the founder of Best Bird Food Ever. Welcome, Leslie. Thank you for having me, Michelle. I'm so excited to talk to you now on Best Bets for Pets. I've done many, many, many shows, mostly dog and cats, couple of fish, I think one or two birds, and that's in over 300 shows. So I'm always excited when it's something different, you know? And you are the bird expert from everything I've read about you. So I'm so excited to have you on today. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Michelle. Looking forward to helping educate your listeners about parrots and how important it is to feed them balanced nutrition. So tell me first a little bit about your background, and then if you can share with us. I always think it's interesting. People tell me what they have for pets. So I'm sure you have several birds, so if you could share your birds with us. But tell us about your background first. Okay. Well, my background... I use food and nutrition and holistic means for healing myself and my animals. And when birds joined my family in 1997, I very quickly became aware that the foods that all these experienced breeders and other people that had been in aviculture for a very, very long time, that the foods they were telling me to feed were, did not provide my birds balanced nutrition. And I actually learned this the hard way. Uh, when I got into birds, I was all excited about breeding, and I had gotten some pairs of parrots, especially for breeding. And the two that come to mind uh, is a pair of scarlet-chested grass keats. And so your listeners can understand, they're about the size of an American parakeet, and except the male is very brightly colored, kind of think of like a scarlet macaw in a really tiny body with a scarlet chest and a bright blue head, and then his hen is colored completely different. So I got these beautiful little birds, and I was ready to breed them, and the hen 
died shortly after I got her of lymphoma. And I know this because every time one of my birds passes, I send them off to have a necropsy done because that's truly the only way that you could ever know why a bird really died. And then about a month later, I was at my avian vet getting blood work done on my household of parrots, and my little scarlet-chested grasskeet was getting his blood drawn to have it sent off, and he literally died right in front of me in, in the vet office because a lack of vitamin K in his diet prevented him from being able to clot. And after that happened... I was just really, I was very distressed, I was upset, I was shocked, but I realized I could not let the death of these two birds be in vain. So then I began researching and looking into avian nutrition and how to improve it. And it took me several years then before I was happy with the sprouting blend formulation that I now feed my birds and that I have available for sale for people that is called the best bird food ever. Okay. And listening to you and, you know, coming from, I guess, I've always had fur creatures, dogs, cats mostly, and mm-hmm. even hearing you, and it came to mind, I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I don't even know how you would draw blood from a bird. But that makes sense, of course. You know, you have to do these things when you have a pet. And how would you do that, though? I mean, it might sound like a dumb question, but I'm just curious as anything. How would you do that? Well, the avian, my avian vet does that, and bird's physiology, there is one specific, and I don't know if it's an artery or a vein, but it runs down the right side of the neck, and so when you're holding the bird, and usually he has one of his vet techs who's very skilled at holding the birds because they have to be perfectly still, and then he uses a needle in the syringe, and he's got like one shot to get into the vein, draw the amount of blood that he needs to send it off, so that they can run the CBC and the chem panel. And then those results, that's kind of like the baseline of blood work for birds because it it's a way of identifying how the liver is doing, how the kidneys doing, protein levels in the body, uh, if there's any infection because then you know some of the white blood cell counts would be off and that sort of thing. That's interesting. That's And there is kind of a similarity for dogs and cats, because I know from drawing blood, you can find a lot of reasons why certain things aren't working in them as well. But I didn't know Mm -hmm. anything about drawing blood for birds. So I think maybe it was off on a tangent. So sorry about that. But I was just so curious and had no idea. But that was horrible that your bird just passed away right there. Oh, I would be devastated. Yes, I was. I was. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, and it's been a number of years, but I really feel like, I mean, like I said, every time one of my birds passes away, I send them off for a necropsy. And because I focus on using food and nutrition, I learn. I learn from every bird that that I send off, literally, that I do. And one of the things also that's very interesting, and it's just kind of what it, it is the way that it is, and with avian blood work, you cannot detect avian malnutrition. And one of the reasons that I'm so focused on using food and nutrition for healing the birds and for keeping them healthy is that according to avian vets, avian malnutrition is the leading cause of illness, disease, and early death of these amazing animals. 
Okay, we're going to get back to more details on that. But first, I want to hear about your flock. Would you call it your flock if you're, if it's, I call my crew, my fur kids, but that's not, I don't know if that's really the best terminology. I know birds are in flocks, but are your bird crew, whatever you, whatever you prefer, because I know you have several. Yes, I do. And I think when I had the most birds, I think I had nine uh, different parrots that I cared for. And now my flock is down to five. I have a pair of Ambolina king parrots, and let's see, they're a bird, they're about 12 inches in length, but they're kind of a narrow-bodied bird, and they're, if you could think of them as Christmas in Ambon, Ambon is one of the islands in Indonesia. And that's where they come from. And they're bright red chest and head with these deep navy blue wings and then these these emerald green tail feathers. And then very, very beautiful. And then I have two blue and gold macaws. They're not a pair. And one is a female and one is male. And their personalities are as different as day and night. And then my smaller parrot that I have right now is a green cheek conure, and his name is Elvis. He was given to me, and he is my poster boy for healing feather destruction. What is that? Human feather destruction, what exactly is that? Feather destruction is a syndrome that can happen in captive parrots, and in my experience, with birds are such sensitive, parrots are such sensitive and amazing animals, they can become stressed very easily from a variety of things in their environment. One of the things that they need to have is balanced nutrition because then they are able to handle stressful situations much more easily. I guess when Elvis came to me, the reason he was given to me is because of these feather destruction habits. He had been purchased by a mother for her young daughter, and they decided that they were going to be Elvis's sole source of entertainment. And so they never taught him to play with toys. They fed him a seed diet. And as the little girl got older, well, guess what? Elvis was spending more time in his cage, and then the family would go on a vacation, and Elvis would get boarded, he would get stressed, and he just developed these habits of literally pulling his feathers out. And so it is a way that a stressed parrot, it, they use it as a coping mechanism to deal with stress. And so so when Elvis uh, was given to me, one of the first things I had to do is put him in quarantine. And that, that could be the whole topic of a, an entirely different show, the way that parrots and diseases, and you have to be really, really careful about introducing any new bird into your flock. But so Elvis was in, was in quarantine. And during this time, I think it was about seven days into it, I opened up the door one day and his, he was naked. Feathers were everywhere. I took him into the avian vet for his first checkup and blood work. So the vet saw him and his, absolute worst and we determined that he was in good shape uh, as far as his health that he didn't appear to have any clinical diseases that he could pass on to the rest of my flock and so we began to we, we took him out of quarantine probably sooner than what is typical typically when a bird goes into quarantine it can be from anywhere from four to eight weeks because being in quarantine by itself 
can cause them to stress. And that's when, if they have some sort of subclinical disease that might get transferred to the rest of the flock, that's when this, those symptoms will manifest and a, and a good avian vet will be able to uh, to catch that. But so Elvis was okay, so he got to come out of quarantine and join the rest of the flock. And meanwhile, I was gradually teaching him how to eat healthier foods. Okay, wait, let me ask you, so that's all five, right? Yes, that's all five. That's all five of the birds. Okay, so we have quite a flock, and they sound beautiful and gorgeous and um, many-colored. So let me ask you, before we talk about your amazing food, what's an ideal situation like for people that are listening that don't have a bird for a pet that maybe haven't considered what makes a good lifestyle for someone who wants to have, you know, is considering a bird for a pet? Or why should people consider a bird for a pet? Birds, parrots especially, are amazing. And they range in size from the parrotlet, which I think is the smallest, or a small budget regard, which you would, your listeners would know as a parakeet, to about 35 grams. And so that's about a four-inch long bird, up to... Unlike um, one of the larger macaws, which could be between 30 or 40 inches long. Birds are incredibly sensitive. They can have the intelligence level of between a two-year-old or a six-year-old child. And so you need to be willing, if you're considering getting a bird, you need to be willing to interact with them. And, and a good way to do that is to find a local bird club and go talk to people at the bird club. A lot of bird clubs members bring their birds. You can meet a bunch of different bird species, and they're different species. They're not breeds like dogs or cats. They're different species. And so, but that's a good way. So because you, you would want to get a bird that you're either comfortable handling or that you can learn how to handle. Like when Corby, my blue and gold, when he joined, first joined the family, I actually went to the pet store where he was at and he was being rehomed. Uh, because his family could no longer keep him. They had some things going on, and Corby had to go to a new home. But I actually went to the pet shop every, like, two to three times a week for, like, four to six weeks to learn how to handle him because he's a 30-inch long bird that can crack a broomstick with his beak. Wow. And, yes, I got boxed, which is what macaws do. I learned you don't wear buttons around a parrot because they pull them off. It's fun and games. <laughs> <laughs> Who, I, knew? Who knew? See, that's something, that's like certain things. You know, when you have ones with fur, you know, yours have feathers. Mm-hmm. When I'm ones with fur, you don't mm-hmm. wear certain clothing. You make uh-huh. your, your house proof so that it's not going to be affected by claw marks or anything. So who knew no buttons around birds? Okay. And who knew a macaw could break a broomstick handle with his beak? That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because for the chew toys, uh, I actually get uh, two-by-fours and they're cut into different size, shapes, and lengths, and then dyed, and then I make my own bird toys because a good-sized bird toy for a macaw can cost between 60 and 80 bucks, and then they chew through that in about a month and a half, two months, and then you're back. So I just make my own bird toys for, for my large birds. Wow. But, but yeah, so back, so that's one of the things you want to think about. And, and then also going to bird clubs, you can find out about the different 
different species of parrots. And like the Amazons, they're amazing talkers. But with that in mind, I remember talking to a woman at a pet store who was trying to rehome somebody's Amazon. And boy, that parrot repeated all the fights between the husband and wife in that household. And what I would joke with people is that when when I'm, I'm doing consultation services or something and they were giving me a credit card number, I would jokingly tell them I don't have an Amazon. Because an Amazon is just so intelligent. They would just be singing the credit card numbers out. and, and just But that's just a level of intelligence, they, wow. intelligence that they wow. have as far as being able to mimic and repeat things. So that would be you know a good way to start. And also a lot of bird clubs also have bird rescue programs. And I would really encourage people that if you want to have a, a parrot to join your family, think about adopting a rescue because there's so many people that go buy a very beautiful, very expensive bird and then they discover, boy, that bird's loud. Yes, they can be very loud. But then also, usually when they're screaming, it's they're trying to tell you something. And so there's a, a way of interacting with them. Um, like and, and then there's also ways for me. I teach people how to how to talk with their animals so that there's more of a two-way conversation. And like we can always tell, like in, in the morning time when fresh foods being prepared and somebody's taking too long or I'm taking too long, you know, Corby will start screaming. It's like Corby, calm down. You're going to get your food, you know, in a minute. I'm doing this as fast as I can here, honey. Just be patient. And then he listens to me. And like any child. He may choose to be quiet and wait, or he may just carry on. So That's so funny. Okay, we're going to take a short break, and we're going to be right back, and we're going to hear about how you created the best bird food ever. We'll be right back. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back, right after we kibble a little with our sponsors. Hey there, pet parents. Michelle Fern here. You know, as busy pet parents, we often forget about our own needs and you know, we need to take care of ourselves so we can reach our goals and make our lives that much more fulfilling. Well, there's something that is there to make it better for you, and that's called BetterHelp Online Counseling. You can connect with a professional counselor in a safe and private online environment, and it's super convenient. You can use desktop, you can use mobile device, and it's iPhone and Android friendly. You can also use a video session. You can use chat or text, whatever you choose. They hook you up with one of their many counselors. They have over 3,000 licensed therapists across the United States. These licensed professionals specialize in depression, anger, family conflict, anxiety, insomnia, trauma, grief, They cover everything. Now, Pet Life Radio has a special discount for you. You'll save 10% off your first month with the discount code PETLIFE. Go ahead and connect with BetterHelp.com and start making your life even that much better. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking with Leslie Moran. She is the creator and founder of the best bird food ever. And we're talking about, of course, birds. So, Leslie, this has been so interesting and educational for me and probably for a lot of people listening. So, 
How did you come about creating this bird food that it looks really good? I'm tempted to eat it myself. How did you come about creating it? Well, one of the things that I recognized pretty early on is that one of the key nutrients missing in a parrot's diet is complete protein. Um, In 2013, my editor at Parrots Magazine asked me to do research and write one of my columns on plant-based foods that provided complete protein. Well, during my research phase, what I discovered instead is that there is no single food that contains complete protein. And so when I formulated my sprouting blend, I did it with the intention of having it have uh, several main qualities. One of them, that it provides complete protein for the birds. Secondly, it has a compatible germination and growth rate. And what that means is when you're growing the sprouts, because it is a sprouting blend that you need to grow, uh, that it all grows at the same rate and time so that depending upon the time or year, two or three days into the growing process, it's ready to feed your flock. And then also all the ingredients I used are certified organic so that they're sustainably grown and they promote not only the health of the birds, but then also the health of the planet. And I have a lot of people that actually put my sprouting blends over their salads and enjoy them as well because they are made with human-grade certified organic ingredients. Okay, so I was wondering, I was wondering about trying it and hearing that it's human grade. That's good to know. And why is it so important to have a good food for your bird versus just some of the seeds and stuff you see in the pet stores? Well, then it goes back to what I was talking about earlier as far as avian malnutrition being the leading cause of illness disease, and early death of these amazing animals. Birdseed, one of the reasons why I really encouraged to get away from feeding birdseed and why I stopped feeding birdseed a really long time ago is that it does not provide any type of good nutrition. The seeds in those blends contain really high levels of the omega-6 fatty acids, And those omega-6 essential fatty acids have been proven over and over again in human research that's been done to cause inflammation in the body, and that in turn causes a variety of different diseases. Plus, the nutrients that they're lacking, there's just there's no way that a bird could be healthy or handle stress on a seed diet. And then it comes to, for quite a while, there have been pellets that are available on the market. And to me, that's kind of comparable to like a dry dog or cat food. I honestly, I make homemade for my dogs and cats, and I teach people how to do that. So I actually used to feed pellets, but then... In 2013, I had something happen with some of my birds where I realized the pellets were not providing my birds the wholesome nutrition that they really needed, and so I just stopped feeding them. And in place of pellets, I cook my sprouting blend as a mash, and so they can have the option of having that. And then based on the articles that I have written for the past 17 years, researched and written for Parrots Magazine, I have a really in-depth understanding of the nutritional needs of birds and the foods 
that you need to feed to make sure that they eat all these hundreds of nutrients absolutely every day. So can you share a couple of the ingredients, without giving any secrets away, of course, that are in your bird food blend? Well, in the blend, it is a a proprietary blend that provides complete protein, and it has uh, mung beans and lentils and then wheat and organic brown rice and then buckwheat. And they're all organic, but then in combination with that, in the balanced food plan that I've created, there are other foods, like birds also need to be fed fresh fruit. And depending upon the species of bird and what their health situation is, you know, that we're going to have to dial that in. Then there's also select vegetables. The ones that I'm feeding right now that are really nutrient-rich would be the broccoli, flowerlets, the heads, and then a combination of the small sweet bell peppers, the red, the orange, and the yellow. And I suggest that people feed a blend of those because the different colors have different types of antioxidants, and that's just really so important. And um, and then spinach, I have discovered, is an essential nutrient for parrots. And that was one of the fallacies. When I first got into aviculture, people everywhere were saying, oh, don't feed spinach, don't feed spinach, because spinach contains oxalic acid, and oh, it'll bind with the calcium, and your bird will never get get enough calcium. Well, I actually did the research on it, and yes, there's oxalic acid, but there's actually more calcium present in the spinach leaf, and so yeah, the oxalic acid binds with it, but there are other nutrients in the spinach as well that are really essential for a parrot to eat. Okay, and would you say, does it take a lot more time, because you you were mentioning when you're preparing the blend, does it take a lot more time than versus just, you know, putting the seed inside their cage? Well, this is where it's really important for people to think about the quality of life for the par- their parrots and the level of health they want them to have, because rushing a parrot to an avian vet and trying to save its life after it's been on a nutrient-deficient diet, boy, so many vets see that, and there's not much they can do to it because by nature, parrots naturally mask any symptoms of illness. In the wild, if a sick bird looked and acted sick, boy, the predator would catch that one in a heartbeat and the rest of the flock would fly away. So masking symptoms is just a natural behavior that all birds do. And so a lot of times to identify your bird is ill, you have to really understand your bird and be aware of their daily routine. You know, and going to the avian vet, that's really, really expensive. All vets are really expensive. (laughs) Um, I could just imagine for, for avian, they must be really costly. But how long does it take to prepare the food? Just, just like 20 minutes, half an hour, or less than that? Or what would you say? How long? Well, it really depends. It really depends how many birds you have. 
Now, the sprouting blend, it's real easy to get into a pattern of growing the sprouts for yourself. I've got a, a seven-minute video on my website, and it's also on YouTube, that teaches people how to grow sprouts for their birds. And when you use my sprouting blend, you know the sprouts are actually going to grow. They're not going to develop mold and fungus that is really common with other poor quality sprouting blends. So you kind of get in the habit of growing, soaking the sprouts, you know, rinsing it. You let them grow for two to three days. And then so rinsing it and spooning it into a dish just takes moments. And then depending upon what else you want to feed, you're going to add your spinach leaf that day. Maybe you're adding some some chopped hard-boiled egg in there, and then you've, you're cutting up or dishing out uh, some of the uh, really high antioxidant berries like uh, uh, blueberries, or you're giving them some fresh blueberries or raspberries or pomegranates. You're putting that in there, and maybe some apple chunks, and then some vegetables. I mean, it really depends how many birds you have, but honestly, you'll see the value in the health of your bird, and improving their behaviors, improving their feather quality. So, yeah, it does take, it takes more time than just dumping pellets or seeds into a dish, but then the person needs to really decide, gee, is the, is the health of my bird really important? Do I want, do I want my, my budger regar, my parakeet to die in seven years on a seed diet, or do I want to have them live much, much longer because I'm going to feed it healthy, balanced nutrition? In the wild, a budger regar can live for up to 35 years. So. That makes total sense. And other than growing sprouts and learning how to, that it doesn't seem like it takes that much longer than, you know, most with, you know, people that for their dogs mm -hmm. and cats feed raw or do certain kinds of, you know, mixes themselves as far as creating mm -hmm. things for, for their fur babies. So for their winged babies, it doesn't seem like it's that much more of an effort. You know, if they're, they're your, you know, I call them winged babies, I guess. I don't, I, yeah. But if you're a pet parent, no matter what your pet, you want to just do the right thing and take care of your pet. Now, Leslie, your blend is amazing. Where can people find your best bird food ever food blend? They can get it from my website, and that's bestbirdfoodever.com. I also have a free report on my website that describes what's titled the you know why feed parrots balanced nutrition you can download that report for free and it will start to educate your listeners in my approach to feeding balanced nutrition to parrots okay and this has been really interesting and a lot of great detailed info i think you went over things really well is there anything you wanted to add that we didn't have a chance to talk about probably that that it would be really important if people either have birds or they want to have birds join their family. First of all, you were comparing my balanced avian food plan to making raw homemade for your dogs and cats. I do raw homemade for my dogs and cats, and the bird food takes a lot less time. So just comparing that one to the other, so, so there's that situation. But then it's just real easy for people to... You know, hear this interview, get excited about wanting to feed a balanced food plan, but then other stuff happens, things happen, they, you know, they run out of their bird seed, oh, I'm just going to buy some more instead of doing it. People really need to make a decision to start to feed their parrots better, 
and they need to start taking the simple steps because I've had so many people recently say, you know, I was really hesitant about wanting to feed your sprouting bud and wanting to start your balanced food plan. But once I did it, it was so easy. And my birds, they just loved it. So many people, parent people tend to be overly concerned about, oh, my bird's not going to eat it. Well, first of all, they need to shift that attitude and then just give the bird a chance because I've, I'm going to have videos on my website of people introducing my sprouting blends to their birds for the first time and the birds are on the, the kitchen counter gobbling it up and eating it. And it's really wonderful. It's really exciting. And the people are going, wow, they just love it. I'm so happy they love it. Okay. And where, again, can people find your product, the best bird food ever? Your website is bestbirdfoodever.com? Yes. And we also have a Facebook page going and we have Instagram going. So there, there's lots of information on my website about what avian malnutrition is, the problems that it can cause your birds, which is just about making them susceptible to all the illnesses and diseases out there that parrots or finches are susceptible to. And there's just tons of information. Thank you so much, Leslie, for coming on Best Bets for Pets and educating all of us about birds in general and about the way to feed birds, which is the best bird food ever, which is sounds amazing. I think I want to go get a bird now, but I have five cats. So I don't know how that would go. But thank you so much for coming on Best Bets for Pets. You're very welcome, Michelle. Thank you very much for having me. You're so welcome. Wow, what a great, interesting show. Okay, I admit I don't know a lot about birds, but the best bird food ever looks yummy and it will be a great choice for your bird. And you know, if you can take good care of your bird, you'll have your bird with you for years. Thank you to my guest, Leslie, for coming on Best Bets for Pets. Thanks to everyone listening. And thanks especially to my producer, Mark Winter, for making me and my guest sound great. Now stay tuned because we have some more great shows coming up. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.